Simon and Schuster Audio presents Barnstormers: The Tales of the Traveling Nine, Game Three, by Lauren Long and Phil Bildner. Read by Josh Hamilton. Pre-game recap. As the traveling nine head to Chicago, the team is filled with hope and optimism. After a disappointing loss in Cincinnati at the start of their baseball tour, the heroes of the Spanish-American War bounced back in Louisville. Doc and Woody came through with timely fielding. Crazy Feet and Tails smacked clutch hits, and Champion Horses provided that extra kick, helping the Barnstormers to their come-from-behind victory. By the end of the thrilling contest, there was no doubt in the minds of Griffith, Ruby, and Graham that the baseball their Uncle Owen had given to them on the night of their father's funeral was magical. Indeed, the mysteries surrounding their baseball, which their uncle had urged them to keep secret, were deepening. And as excited as they were by the Barnstormer's win, the Payne siblings' fears and worries continued to grow. Uncle Owen's tattered, bloody letter had warned them about the Chancellor. What's more, they'd seen the Chancellor's men lurking at the Louisville game. Griffith and Ruby now realized that their adventure was about far more than raising money to pay off a family debt. But what exactly was it about? After the Louisville match, Griffith confronted his mother. She denied that the Chancellor could be involved, but she promised to answer all of Griffith's questions on the train to Chicago. One, by the turn of the century. Elizabeth Payne braced herself against the table and looked from Griffith to Ruby. She rocked and swayed with the train as it rumbled up the tracks toward Chicago. We can handle it, Mom, Griffith said, staring at the lines on her forehead and around her eyes. They hadn't always been that deep. We're ready, Ruby added. Very well. Elizabeth let out a long breath. This is what your Uncle Owen said to me the night of Daddy's funeral. Griffith nodded. His mother didn't want to have this conversation. She was stalling, doing whatever she possibly could to avoid starting the talk. He peeked over at Ruby. Griffith had asked that she be here, and he had been surprised at how little his mother had resisted his request. Only Graham was excluded. Their little brother was sound asleep. He told me about this debt, Elizabeth began, a substantial debt, one he said your father incurred. Ten thousand dollars, Ruby said. Yes, Elizabeth replied, tracing a finger along the edge of the table. As you know, last year, when they returned from the war, Daddy brought his brother into his furniture business, since with only one leg, Owen could no longer work on his own. Your father did what any brother would have done. She exhaled deeply again. At around that time, Owen said they were presented with a business opportunity, some joint venture that involved limited risk. Owen claimed it would have provided us all with a level of comfort beyond our dreams. Griffith chewed on the inside of his cheek. He had heard all this before, not only from his mother, but also from some of the traveling nine, the band of baseballers with whom they were touring the country. His eyes wandered around the cabin. 
He still couldn't believe he was traveling in a Pullman palace. Chandeliers hung from the ceiling. Lamps with silk shades sat upon each table, and the entire car had electricity and a cooling system. Later, when he, Ruby, and their mother slipped back into the separate sleeping quarters in the next car, where Grandma already was, they would each have their own bed. Happy had arranged for the first-class travel. When the barnstormers had arrived at the depot back in Louisville, Happy had run into an old train buddy, the conductor on this route. He told Happy that a group of vacationers had missed their train connection and that several seats, as well as a couple of sleeping compartments, had become available. The traveling nine could never afford such fancy accommodations, but Happy's friend also happened to be a baseball fan. In exchange for a handful of tickets to the game in Chicago, he'd agreed to let the entire group ride in style. So, in the next car, Doc, Bubbles, Tails, and...